What's going on, guys? AJ here back again with another episode of the E1B2 Collective Podcast, bringing you yet another episode of the Monday Anticipation segments within this podcast. Uh, I just want to say thank you so much, Crystal Williams. Uh, she presented so much great information today. Um, you know, this is something that I'm trying to push out more and more, these Monday Anticipation uh, interviews and these segments, because, you know, at the end of the day, what's, what's at the core of this this organization is the employees, right? Employees first, you know, and everything that I'm trying to build and do is always centered around trying to create a better experience and a better professional career for all employees. So thank you, Crystal Williams. She is a career coach, guys. She is someone that I know for a fact you guys should tune in and listen to and learn from. Uh, she is the founder, the CEO, and an amazing person within the brand of the the, the You Brand Academy. And uh, she's just doing a lot of great things. So thank you so much, Crystal. Uh, she is also a fellow Baltimorean. I think I said that right. Um, she's from Baltimore. I'm from Baltimore. Uh, I don't typically talk to too many people from my hometown so this was also a treat uh, and we got into a lot of really interesting real conversations today so it really turned into a nice organic uh, conversation that I think you guys will really learn from and so I'm excited to, to work with Crystal hopefully we can partner on a few things here and uh, I'm just excited about the future so thank you so much Crystal thank you to everyone that listens to this podcast and I know for a fact you guys will enjoy today's episode thanks a lot All right, so thank you so much for um, for joining this podcast. This is actually um, this is actually the segment that's called uh, Monday Anticipation, with, that's within the E One B Two Collective uh, podcast kind of brand. There's a lot of different segments, so uh, I appreciate you joining me on this segment. This is something I'm actually trying to create more more content around, and um, and and kind of I don't even know if you remember this, so. When I say E1, I'm actually talking about employees first. And so Monday Anticipation generally is, frankly, the only brand that focuses directly on talking to the, um, to the, to the employee, to the uh, job seeker. So uh, thank you so much for joining here. And uh, I, I don't want to mess up or say anything I shouldn't say. So I'll let you kind of do the honors. Tell, tell everyone who you are, who I am talking to now, and, and a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. So thank you, Anthony, for even inviting me up here. Hi, everyone. My name is Crystal Williams, and I empower, position, and transform unhappy nine-to-five career professionals and enable them to authentically accelerate within their career of choice. So, and I do this through strategic career coaching. So specifically, I will assist individuals in reclaiming authority, victory, and happiness within their nine to five career journey. So you guys, I have a philosophy that you do not have to be unhappy within your career journey. No more sitting miserable in a career. You're just like, oh, when's the clock going to strike five? No. (laughs) So if that's you out there, definitely you need a career coach such as myself to get you back on the path to happiness within your career journey. So yes, that's me in a nutshell. What um what 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 got you involved in this? What was kind of the um give give us like the ninety second of exactly what happened that that got you excited about wanting to 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 do career coaching and and I don't remember correctly you know has has the business taken off to such a degree that you're fully you're full this is fully what you do day to day or is there still something else that's taking up some of your time? 
Yes. So thank you for that question. I am now fully uh, working in this industry, specifically the professional development um, industry. And that is through my business, the U Brand Academy. So um, yes, I got into this. I, well, first off, I always loved helping people. Helping people was my thing. Um, and which is why I even developed a nonprofit around um, serving people within their career journeys as well. But um, that's how I got into this. So I have been helping people, you know, create resumes, write their resumes, and help them with interview coaching for years. And at that time, I was in the accounting industry. So I worked for all like the big four firm, accounting firms. I worked in the government sector. So yes, I've been around my career journey, <laughs> but just not in this particular industry. But I was working in the industry, not knowing that I was working into it. So when I decided to really, you know, be an entrepreneur, I said, what would I focus on? So I had to ask myself a couple of questions, like, what do I like to do? Who are the people I want to serve? And so forth. So when I, once I um, decided that, you know, this was my niche of helping people in their careers and progressing authentically, look, I was just like, okay, I'm going full in with this. So I hired a business coach. She definitely helped me um, pinpoint certain niches that I really need to focus on. And then that really helped me emerge my interest even more in this industry. And I was able to find a divine purpose, if you will, when it comes to helping people out with their nine to five career journeys. What's the, uh, what, would, what would you say is the hardest thing that you've come across um, trying to start your business? And so I think, you know, I think a lot of, and I don't know if you remember my story. I know we, we connected a little bit ago, but um, I'm now on to my, I, I guess technically like my fifth company now because I, I'm crazy and I decided to start three companies at one time. Mm -hmm. uh, I do not recommend anyone do that. But before this, you know, I had built two, two, uh, two companies previously. And, and, you know, there are a lot of different problems that I actively have and, and things that I'm, I'm trying to solve and, and think about myself. And so what would you say is, you know, the, the, the hardest part so far, something that you haven't really been able to quite figure out yet, would you say? Hmm, as far as business-wise, so let me give you some more background. I'm, I'm a business, I was a business major, accounting major, all that good stuff, got my MBA. So when it comes to like the business side of things, I'm pretty much, you know, really sound in that. My um, issue is, I would say the, the marketing part, honestly, because I can't be everywhere and I can't talk to everybody at once, you know, it about my particular brand. So getting on platforms such as yours definitely helped me to expand upon my brand and my audience reach. So I would definitely say that that was, that was the, the key right there. So it wasn't enough for me to say, I got all these skills and I want to help people elevate within their career journey. I had to get the word out. Yes, word of mouth is awesome. However, you need to reach other audiences as well. So doing podcasts, um, appearing on other people's platforms have definitely helped me out in that manner. But yes, it was definitely a challenge in the beginning. Have you thought about starting your own podcast? 
So I do have my own podcast. That yes. is right. That yes. is right. I'm so I sorry. I do. It's entitled The Peculiar Career Chit Chat, where I talk about my experiences in um, corporate America government sector, and I give tips, strategic tips of how you can elevate within your career journey. And I also infuse faith within that, which is why it's called Peculiar Career Chat, because we talk about all sorts of things that you wouldn't normally talk about in the workplace with your coworkers. But this is a safe place where I invite other people on who are thriving within their nine to five career journeys. And they tell their story of how they're accelerating in their career journeys and infusing their faith in doing so. What's the most peculiar uh, thing that's come up? In my journey or just in general? <laughs> well, just, I'm, I'm more or less thinking more on the podcast. Like what's the most peculiar story or or, 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 or situation that came up? Um, so of course we talk about, well, I'll give you my story. <laughs> no, that's fine. I was going through a whole lot in this season of my career journey from coworkers, not being, not being able to get along with coworkers. It was just a lot of confusion in the workplace and the message wasn't getting clear as to what we should do and the direction we should go into. Per se, so it was just a lot of confusion. So one thing, peculiar thing that I did, I literally would go into work early, go into work early, literally lay hands on my desk, their desk too, and like, listen, we got to smash all of this confusion. Like, this is horrible. We're getting nowhere. And the purpose of the reason why we're there is to go towards the company's mission, not our own agenda. So definitely um, just tearing down those walls of confusion, those walls of perfection in the uh, workplace was so key. So I definitely had to do that because I mean, hey, I am honestly not an early person. So me doing that was very peculiar as well as, um, you know, having prayer time in the office. And how did that turn out? It turned out great. Let me tell you, so it wasn't like, obviously it didn't change overnight. However, the, the fact that I did go in there and do something and, you know, pray about it and say, you know, God, yes, I need you to intervene in this situation because clearly I can't do it myself. Mm-hmm. It worked out great to the point where <laughs> my um, the person that I was even having issues with at the time and the whole assignment it ended up being, I ended up becoming lead of the assignment. The person uh, just so happened um, dropped off and went to a different project, not of my doing at all. So it was just all of a sudden. And I was just like, wow. I was like, thank you, Lord, for this. Cause now we got to really move. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, talk, talk to me about the career accelerator mindset. That was one of the, the, the first topics that you you sent across and and I'm and I when I looked at it I'm, I'm interested to know where you're where you're going with that I I have a few thoughts that I that I want to expand but but talk to me about what, what you meant by that yes so a lot of people come to me and say you know Chris I want to move up in my career I want to do this I want to do that and I always ask them I say okay so do you have the career accelerator mindset and I break it down to them and say well let's think about it you know, the word acceleration, what does that mean? It's the process of moving faster, right? 
So putting career in front of it is the process of moving faster than usual throughout your career journey. I mean, it sounds good, right? That sounds like something you would want to do, right, Anthony? Exactly. <laughs> right. So, and everybody wants to accelerate in their career journey, but in order to do that, there is a type of mindset you have to have, which I call the career accelerator mindset. So I, I um, talk heavily about this in my course, you know, Career Acceleration Secrets Disclosed. So I just want to share um, three key components of a career accelerator mindset. So number one is the change starts with you in your career journey. You have to decide, say, I want to elevate it. I want to move. I want to get the promotion. I want to renegotiate my salary or I want to shift in my career journey. It starts with you. And if you just even decide to make that change, simply decided to make the change is the first step, the first step to beginning acceleration in your career, honestly. A lot of people, they come to me and say, I don't know, I'm on the fence. And I'm like, okay, well, when you decide, come to me, because when you come to me, we're going to accelerate together. So, and then number two, uh, in a career accelerator mindset, you have to stop career cursing. So when I say career cursing, it's saying the, the mindset you have to have is career cursing is not an option for me. So when you catch yourself talking down about you know, your career journey or down about something that happened in the past, you're ultimately career cursing. It's like something you haven't overcome yet. You're still dwelling on the past and you can't move forward. So, and that is career cursing because you're speaking death instead of life into your career journey. And that is something that you can't do if you're trying to accelerate and move forward. So, and I, I'm, I'm super big on, you know, speaking affirmations um, on a daily basis. I have a list of affirmations that, you know, I say to myself each morning just to get my day started. And I encourage my clients to do that too, because it just, it just does something to you from the inside. You like, you can just, it's like a pep talk to yourself. And I say, exactly. do, it in the mirror. do it in the mirror so you can see the person that you're elevating, the person that you're pumping up. And it also takes you from, you know, if you, when you have the career accelerator mindset, you are going from survival mode in your career journey to thrive mode in your career journey. Like um, one of my affirmations I shared this morning on my, um, on one of the calls I do in the morning is um, I choose to thrive in my life. I choose to thrive and not survive in my life. So when you make that decision, it's going back to Career Accelerator, um, step one, when you make that decision to, th to thrive, you are no longer in survival mode. You on your way to accelerating in your career. So look, I, I, I appreciate all of that. And I, I agree with everything you just said. It, it actually reminds me a lot of what, and I don't know if you remember this, but uh, when I initially reached out to you, like I told you offline, my goal was twofold, right? My goal was number one, to, to have you do what you're doing right now and just provide a lot of value and to learn from you. And then my second goal was to just try to find a way that we can really potentially partner on something and, and, and really work with 
you know, a job seeker or, or work with anyone, because I think, you know, we bring similar, similar skill sets. And I think we, we bring similar attributes. And a lot of what you said is kind of what I, what I work on with Monday anticipation. So I, w- I want to get your thoughts on something you talked about with one of your first principles. Mm-hmm. Um, something I, I talk a lot about when I'm internal, right? And so when I'm, when I'm an internal head of people or when I'm an internal, uh, you know, people operations leader or, or even with like my companies now when I'm dealing with my employees or dealing with my partners, um, something I push very hard for in the beginning is something I call a, uh, a, a beyond resume. And what I mean by that is I like to get beyond the, the traditional words and, and, and honestly, the results that are, that are on a resume. And I like to get deeper into who that individual is. And so, for instance, I would love to get your thoughts on something. Do you ever advise your clients or, or, or what do you think about this? Like, what do you think about your clients going into a job interview and pretty much having a list of non-negotiables? And, the, and these non-negotiables don't always have to be financially, uh, they don't have to be a financial non-negotiable because a lot of people have those. I'm more or less talking about, hey, here's the way that I work. Hey, here's the, here's the goal that I'm looking to accomplish in my future. And I'm looking to see if this organization has those type of you know, management layers, those career tracks within this organization at this present time. You know, do you have the type of leadership and the support that really you know, contextually fits who I am. Have you ever thought about that? Or, or, or what are your thoughts about, you know, an applicant walking into an organization being very, very intentional and clear with the organization about who they are and what they need beyond the finances? What are your thoughts on that? Anthony, that is super duper important. Like I tell my clients in order to separate yourself from everyone else, you need to be clear on what you want because what you want is not what everybody else wants, mm-hmm. you know? And I always tell them to have that non-negotiable and negotiable list. That is one of the first steps that I work on with my career coaching clients, especially if they are transitioning to a different employer or transitioning careers, you need to have that negotiable and non-negotiable list and like you said not just like salary wise but he hey this is the the opportunity that I'm seeking this is the type of work environment that I'm seeking do you have the culture that will allow me to grow not not just anybody but for me to grow and the skills that I have to grow can I grow here in your organization also um you want to to um lead in with with qualities of yourself and those qualities I call the ingredients of yourself so I have a whole like um, course on this and it's called discovering the ingredients of yourself so so basically what you're doing is writing down you know your goals and then from there you're extracting what it it what it what it will entail in order for you to pursue those particular goals and that ultimately is the ingredients of you. Because believe it or not, you know, we already have everything inside of us to do what we want to do. It's just a matter of emerging that, emerging that and helping people to believe that they are enough. And in that whole process of communicating that to 
employer, they need to believe that they are enough to actually get the job and do the job and operate in excellence when they are performing the task at hand. So yes, I definitely agree with you on having um, a person go into the interview or go um, have a cold call with a recruiter and say, hey, how you doing? This is the skill sets that I bring. I just want to know, can I grow here? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, 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 help, I help people all the time try to get together that list of, of non-negotiables. And I actually have about 18 categories. So there's a lot of categories mm -hmm. that I cover. And, and like I said, hopefully if we can work together I can kind of I can kind of share with you those 18 categories because for Absolutely. me yeah when I when I think about Monday anticipation and why I came up with that name it's like there's no excuse and there's no reason um why why anyone cannot anticipate and get excited about a Monday on a Sunday evening or a Sunday afternoon you know now now realistically there may be different things happening in life. You may not be as excited as you are other weekends or other days or whatever the case may be. But for the most part, there is no reason why you should not be a part of an organization that you know is connected to, you know, how you show up best day to day, your long-term career goals. And, and most importantly, beyond any of that, and I think we're starting to finally realize a lot of that in the world that we're living in now with COVID and all these other things is the, is the, is the, the reality of the mental health is so important. Right. And so, mm -hmm. you know, for me, a lot of what we're talking about right now, what we'll continue to talk about is really connected to um, the mental health and making sure that everyone is super locked in around what they need mentally um, because that's going to allow them to show up and be their best selves. You, um, you also talked about, I'm, I'm, I was really interested to, to see this one come through. I want to get what you're talking about here. You also talked about kind of the imposter syndrome when it comes to your career journey. I have a lot of thoughts on that. And I think I know where you're going with it, but I want to let you kind of guide me here. and Let me see if it's what I was thinking. What, what, what were you referring to? So, yes, I, I get a lot of clients who experience imposter syndrome. And for you, if you're listening, you don't know what imposter syndrome is. It's an internal experience of believing that you are not as competent as others perceive you to be. So basically, let's say you have a meeting to go to and you walk in the room and you just like have this terrifying feeling of like, oh my goodness, why am I even here? Do I deserve to be here? Am I enough? Does my voice even matter? You, you say all of these things to yourself that are false when um, no, good and well, that is not true. That is not mm -hmm. true at all. You are enough. You are deserving to be there. But a lot of times people don't believe that. They second guess themselves when it comes to career journey, which is very problematic. Why? Because this could cost you renegotiating your salary or going up to your leadership to say, hey, I deserve a, a higher salary. That could cost you. You may not feel like you deserve to make that amount of money, which that is not true. And also, you may not deserve, feel like you belong, You want a seat at the table or you deserve a seat at the table. And it could very well be an empty seat at the table, literally. And you're mm -hmm. like, no, I'm okay. I'll sit in the back. I'm good because, you know, I don't feel like I belong there. Exactly. And that could cost you a promotion. It could cost you in the, that's why it's so problematic. But that is the, the problem 
that I help my clients hold. And I'm like, listen, this we do exercises, we do mind exercises, like, and we do um, assessments. And I just pour into them, really pour into them, and let them know, like, you are more than deserving. Let me let's write a list out of why you feel like you don't deserve here, deserve to be here, and then let's write a list as to why you deserve to be here. And that list of why you deserve to be here is longer than the list of why you don't deserve to be here. But because we put those thoughts in our minds and they are so like, like thrive, like they're literally thriving in our mind, <laughs> but having us in survival mode, like their thoughts are thriving in our mind, but we're in survival mode in reality. And so we can't move forward. We can't move past those thoughts, but it's so key to move past because it's so detrimental to your career journey if you continue to be um, acting like you're an imposter in the room when you walk into the room. What's one of the main reasons why people feel like they're not worthy? Hmm. So that you that you've come across. So a lot of times, so I work with a lot of African Americans, and you know we don't. We have a certain dialect. We 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 talk a certain way, and I can speak so clearly on this topic because it used to be me. I did not used to like the way I spoke when it came to um, different interviews. When it came to even talking about my thoughts in corporate America, did not like it. But I had to grow into you know knowing who I was, believing in myself, and understanding that I do have value to add. So. Mm -hmm. That that thought of fear and not liking who you are innately is what people have to overcome. You know, they have to understand that, yes, I do have value to add and my voice does matter when it comes to me um, adding value to the workplace. Let me, um, well, well, for actually, I'm not gonna even gonna pass over that because that was really important what you said, right? Especially with mm -hmm. the African-American community, we're both, we're both proud African-Americans and, and I think that's right. I think, um, I mean, yeah, we can even touch on that for a moment. I think, what do I think? I think, um, I think the country, whether you're working in government, whether you're working in public or private sector, uh, I just think organizations, let's just call it what it is. I think they are definitely set up to, to respect the way a person talks Mm -hmm. aka you have to sound we're not even going to put a color on you have to sound a certain mm -hmm. way you have to dress a certain way you have to look a certain way and i think when you come from a different background or a different environment it can definitely um it can definitely put you in a in a tough spot i i know i know i suffer from that you know thank god actually i'm trying to like, i'm thinking about it because this is such a deep topic like thank god honestly like that i decided to start companies so early in my career because you know coming from coming from West Baltimore you you know very much about that area as well mm -hmm. the, the way the way that I saw the world the way that I acted frankly I don't think I would have felt that I was worthy to walk into an organization at that time and there was even a moment there around like 22 23 um where I would look back at old videos and and my girlfriend even say this to this day, you know, my, <laughs> the way that I would talk, the, the performance that I would put on would be very similar to the performance that I thought 
it should have been. Like I, mm-hmm. I thought I needed to talk like the guys on CNN, or I thought I needed to talk like the guys that I would hear on these big polished YouTube videos or, or speaking events. I thought I needed to be that. And frankly, it wasn't until, you know, it's, it wasn't, it, it probably wasn't until about three or four years ago where the way I'm talking right now and the way I was talking when I first met you, like, this is who I am. I talk like this, whether I, I'm at a, I'm at a bar just kicking it with, with the homies or, or mm-hmm. whether I'm on this podcast, this is the way I am. This is who I am. Now, obviously, you know, certain things that we talk about, the context may be different. You know, there are going to be things that I say in front of the homies that I won't say here, but the way that I deliver the information, my tonality and the way that I approach a circumstance is going to be the same. And so I definitely think that's a that's a difficult situation, definitely in the African-American community, for sure. Absolutely. And. I mean, in order to really thrive in your career journey or any work environment, you have to come authentic. It's like you won't feel like you are truly yourself until you can be truly yourself. I mean, if I was to talk a different way in the work environment and then talk another way outside, and I'm talking about dialect, I'm talking about, I'm not talking about like the words I use. The things you say are definitely going to be different depending on who you're talking to. Exactly. Yes. But as far as like the the dialect and the and the way I say it, it it's going to be the same across the board. I shouldn't come to you like, hey, I can talk to you like, hey, Anthony, how you doing? And so, hey, Anthony, how are you? Like that is a clear distinction in voice. Yeah. So why should I have to feel like I have to turn it on and turn it off? Like that right there is not being authentic to who I am. Mm. And you know, it's, you know, and, and since this podcast has a lot of, has a lot of founders and a lot of CEOs and a lot of internal executives that listen to this, um, I'll, 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 I'll give a message directly to them because this is a lot of the work that I do in some of my other, in some of my other companies and some of my other projects, which is um, you have to respect the diverse nature of someone, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was actually reading something the other day from someone that I was attempting to work with and I actually decided not to work with this person any longer because of this which was they were talking about that they want diversity in their organization but only if it's diversity of I forget forget the way they put it but essentially the way I took it is they only wanted diversity if if it behooved them meaning they only want they only wanted diversity from the way that they looked at product or they only wanted diversity around the way that they looked at a marketing initiative, but they, where they didn't want diversity, the way I took the quote is when it came to dialect or when it came to culture Mm -hmm. dynamics and where they come from, or when it came to um, just the way they show up and, and, and present themselves in situations. And I, and I found that to be very disturbing, disturbing and very annoying, frankly, because (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because I, I I just didn't understand, you know, and there and I'll even give you more in- information and context. The the reason was because they felt that the entire team would have to slow down a bit and get used to how that person looks at the world culturally, which again I didn't understand. I in my mind I was like, well, that that's that's exciting. To, mm-hmm. to bring someone into the organization that is different 
that is that is out of the box that that looks at the world from a unique point of view. Um, and and again, I listen. I I push very hard for organizations and leaders to hire diverse talent when it comes to hey hire an entrepreneur that didn't go to college because the way they look at product or the way they look at marketing or the way they look at operations is going to be a little bit scrappy. You want to bring in that entrepreneurial vibe. I understood the first part of what they were trying to say, but I really did not respect the fact that they wanted, they wanted to have a team of people that had the same dialect, the same dress code, the same backgrounds culturally. I didn't respect that. Yeah. That's not, clear with diversity and inclusion that's not diversity and inclusion at all <laughs> yep but um so i guess talk to me about this and maybe we'll, we'll we'll close off on this area because this is really important to me um okay. consistency in your career journey and i'm gonna i'm gonna also throw something at you that i i talk a lot about with monday anticipation i would love to get your thoughts on it and then and then after I get your thoughts on that, I would love for you to like wrap it up with, well, tell me about the power of consistency. Um, within Monday Anticipation, what I push very hard for is what I'm literally in the process of doing right now for myself, which is I think your, your professional brand and your networking capabilities need to be very good and out of the box. And so I'll give you a couple of examples of what I mean out of the box. Um, I met with, I met with, a I met with an individual that was a job seeker the other day and I advised this young lady, she wants to be a, um, she wants to be, she wants to get her first ro first role as, as, as an HR leader in, inside of an organization. And I said, look, you can apply the traditional way and I'm sure you'll get a job, but something I think is really interesting for you. This is the advice I gave her. I said, I want, I want to see you find an organization that already knows about your point of view and is excited about that point of view and that you've met the, that the individuals within that company prior to you applying. She said, what do you mean? I said, well, it'd be really interesting if you were to create like your own podcast or your own YouTube show or your own consistent LinkedIn post or your own blog where you were just talking about the way you look at the world of HR and how you would go about it and giving certain examples around leadership or certain examples around benefits or certain examples around whatever it is that you're interested about people analytics. Like, I think if you just start writing or talking or, and, and just verbally communicating or even, or even through written word, communicating your point of view from a professional lens, that will create a situation where you will be looked at as authority and you may have organizations coming to you, seeking that authority, seeking that knowledge. And I kind of told her that it'd be really interesting to see you start to bring on folks at the companies you want to apply to, invite them onto your podcast and mm. give them a platform, give them an opportunity to talk about things and to teach you things because that's what's going to happen. And she said, what? I said, you will out of nowhere, look in your phone 20, 30, 40 episodes later, and you'll have all the managers, all the hiring managers, all the executives that you wanted to work for and you wanted to meet with, you will now have their phone numbers in your pocket. You will now have their emails. You will now have a little bit of a relationship with them. And I guarantee you'll be able to find the company that best fits you 
a little bit better than you would have if you just randomly applied without them having any full grasp and understanding of who you are. Um, I know that was a lot, but do you have any thoughts on that? Because I know, I know that's a little outside the box and a lot of people are not doing that. I know that. Yes, um, I think that is a proactive strategy that I definitely give my clients to do. You know, you want to reach out to that recruiting manager, especially if their information is available on the job description, reach out to them. Um, reach, and then on top of that, look the companies that you want to look for, maybe it's five different companies you're looking to work for. Look for individuals that are in that position that you are looking to work for, work in, and get to know them, befriend them, ask them, hey, can I have a, um, a quick call with you to discuss, you know, your role in this position? It's just to get a little bit of background as to how they operate within the company, the company's culture. So you can get a real life example instead of like an internet example of how that company operates. So definitely, I, I definitely approve of that proactive strategy, uh, and I, I hope she takes it, and I would love to see how it, uh, the results of it. 100%. Um, let's close out this way. So consistency, um, it's, it's something that I'm in the process of doing now. Um, my backup plan, if these companies that I'm building right now does not get to a certain level financially, my backup plan is to go back in-house. Uh, I have no problem with that if, if that's the case. And so as I'm building these companies, I'm actually behind the scenes, consistently studying, consistently researching, consistently getting better at my craft, consistently building out my network, consistently putting out, let's see, the tip I just gave her is what I'm doing right now. If I ever need to go back in-house and you know, an organization wants to hear how I feel, what I, what do I feel about, what do I feel about professional development and career mapping as an HR leader? I can send them this episode and say, here's exactly how I feel about it. And, that, and that's a very interesting outside the box perspective that I know will, uh, will be appreciated by them. And so I'm kind of consistently doing a lot of set things to set myself up for my future. What are your thoughts on, because I saw that 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 uh, topic came across, what are your thoughts on, or, or what, did, what did you mean by when you said the power of consistency in your career journey? Yes, so consistency, let me say it again, consistency is super powerful. It's you executing on a task over and over again, or you're constantly pursuing a goal day after day. You're doing something, taking a step towards something that you want and that you desire. So when it comes to your career, maybe you want to make a shift. You want to make a transition. You want to work for this company that you um, desire to work for. And you know you got to take them specific steps. You know you got to study up on the company. You know you have to study up on a couple of roles that you desire. You know you have to network with people that may work at the company, like we just talked about, um, befriending those people on LinkedIn. You know, maybe going, like it's COVID now, so I don't know how many um, networking events are in person, but if there are any virtual networking events, you need to reach out to your network and see who knows who 
in that company or those companies that you're trying to work for. So that pattern of consistency will get you the results that you are trying to get to in your um, career journey. It will always get you the results. Now, they're not going to come overnight. No, absolutely not. However, if you keep taking those steps, baby steps even, baby steps equal out to be those big humongous steps to reach that goal. And I just want to give you guys a story because when I um, talk about the power of consistency, I love talking about this story. And it was back when I was in college and I was looking for a job on campus. And so I was like, I need a job on campus. So first off, I decided, I was like, listen, I'm going to get a job on campus. I don't know how. I'm going to talk to people who know some people that, and how I can get a job on campus. So I went to my dean um, of the business school at the time. And I said, you know what? I heard that you were giving jobs to students uh, in, in the business school. And I said, I, you know, I want one. I want one. And he was, he told me, okay, tell me why you deserve one. Tell me why you need it. Where, where would you like to work? Told him all of that. And he said, you know what? I have nothing for you available. I was like, oh man. But he gave me some hope. He was like, you know, just come check with me again. Come check with me later. Okay. So when I tell you, I check with him every other day. I said, hey, I'm back. I just wanted to see if you were um, available and everything. He said, no, I'm not. And you know what? In order to do all of this, I had to literally tell my friends who I was uh, after class. I was like, hey, you guys, I'll catch up with y'all later. I got to go do something. And literally mm -hmm. take the um, elevator upstairs to the dean's office, sit in his office, wait, made connections with the people in the front office. Everybody knew my face. He knew who I was and they knew why I was there. And they, <laughs> they would joke. They were like, you're so consistent. He's so consistent. And I did that. I can't even remember how many times I did that. But I knew, I was like, I know I wanted this job. I need this job to be on campus because at the time, I mean, I had a car on campus, but I was like, I don't have that much gas money to be going back and forth to a, a, a place of employment. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. So, so I said, you know, it has to be on campus. So anyways, long story short, this is about the umpteenth time me going back to his office. He said, okay, sit down. I said, hey, how you doing? You know why I'm back here. You know why I'm back. You got a job opening? <laughs> and he finally said yes. When I tell you I just cry, and he was like, you know why I'm saying yes to you? Because of your consistency. Yep. Because of your consistency. Because I saw your face here. Because you befriended any, everybody in the office. Because I know you by name. The dean of the school of business knows me by name. Like, yes, I had to let my face be known. I had to let my voice be known. And to tell him, you know, I need this job because of what? And I ended up getting a job. Secured a job for two years in the school of business. It was one of the best um, decisions I could have made made money in college, was able to, you know, pay for certain things and stuff like that. But that was a whole domino effect to the point where he would call on me to do things for um, certain organizations when top companies came. So I was, I was um, top of mind for job positions outside of school. So this consistency is super powerful. 
super powerful and mm-hmm. it could it, it could be like in my situation a domino effect for you the person that knows who you are they'll put you in contact with so-and-so and your name will be in rooms that you never even thought they would be they would be in yep. so the power of consistency it, it's so key in your career journey so definitely be consistent don't look at your situation as it is now but look at it in like years down the road or months down the road, however you want to set it up in your mind. But look at the end goal, not the now goal. I love it. Thank you so much, Crystal, for everything here. Um, let us let us know where, where people can find you um, and uh, we'll get you out of here. Yes, you can connect with me on LinkedIn at Crystal Williams. And you can also connect with me on Facebook and on Instagram at the U Brand Academy. And also, I encourage you to, if you want closer contact with me, to join my email list. And you can simply do that by going to www.theubrandacademy.com and you can join the email list right there. So I look forward to connecting with you all. Thank you so much, Crystal. Thank you, Anthony, for having me. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye-bye.